Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life, and there is hope in the darkest hours. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605. 9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, sitting in for Dr. Debbie Green, who's got a very important meeting this morning. She had to attend. But, of course, we, we always we understand that she is 
on call because the work she does is critical in saving lives. Often people are distressed and even suicidal and need the immediate attention of a therapist. And this is the work that our Dr. Debbie does. And so we understand when she's got that important call that is crucial that she be present. There are many people who are, in fact, living in a state of perpetual trauma, emotional distress, suicide, homicide. We talked about this a bit yesterday, and yesterday the screening of the film Before Your Time evoked some discussions about our young people and what is causing them to act out in such extreme ways. Everybody's being blamed from the television set to the rap artists to the criminal justice system to the educational system. Everybody's blaming everybody. But the painful reality is is that most trauma begins right in the homes where we live. And we have to do more than just blame single mothers or absent fathers because there are many homes where there are two-parent families and yet horrific acts of violence are coming out of those homes. The answer isn't we'll just give everybody a job and then they'll stop killing because there are many who are committing mass murder and they come from affluent families. We had an interesting discussion yesterday as we looked at the spiritual impact on our society is the nature of the human being naturally sinful? Are we full of the devil? Well, you know, there are those who have that thought and raise their children with the belief that you have to beat the devil out of them, so to speak, and they justify that thought by, in fact, beating their children. And you can call it spanking or discipline or whatever little nice word that you want to use. But the reality is that any time you inflict harm on someone, you are creating trauma. Human beings have simply, in most cultures, lost the knowledge of how to raise a child with love. Love is the energy of creation. Love is the energy of healing. And when we know how to lovingly guide and correct, there is no violence involved, not physically 
emotionally. But you can only teach what you know. And if you have never experienced that kind of guidance and training and instruction in that manner consistently, then you're unaware that it exists. And you certainly don't know what it looks like or feels like. So many of us in our sincere desire to be good parents are unknowingly traumatizing our children. We're going to share with you some information, uh, some not only facts and statistics, but experiences and examples so that we can recognize when we are the perpetrators of abuse. Even though it may be common practices, what we're doing in our homes are very often expressions of abuse that are traumatizing our children. So we want you to take note, and you'll be able to follow along visually on our Facebook and YouTube channels, The Female Solution, and you can listen in, and we want you to take notes. And you can call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. That lets us know you'd like to contribute to the conversation. We need everybody to be honest today. Don't be so quick to be defensive or feel attacked because our goal is to correct behavior that we simply didn't know was harmful so that we don't pass it on to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. At some point, this child abuse has to stop, but it can only stop when we recognize that that's what it is. And we admit the behaviors it has created inside of us. There are reasons why our relationships fall apart. There are reasons why we have conflicts on our jobs, with our neighbors. There are reasons why we have a criminal justice system out of control so that it becomes less and less clear who's the criminal and who ought to be locked up and locked away from society because all parties involved are misbehaving. So 
we have a challenge on our hands in that our society, for the most part, is condoning ill behavior due to lack of knowledge. And we're seeing the results of it. Our children are a mirror to us, showing us what we look like and what we feel like. And it's very painful because they are expressing what they're experiencing. And as much as we want to blame someone outside of ourselves, it is us who created what we're experiencing. We created this reality. We made this mess. It wasn't intentional. It was based on our lack of knowledge. And they say, as the saying goes, when you know better, you do better. So it is time for us to know better so that we can do better. And it's difficult to correct a problem if you keep making excuses and keep blaming someone else. So it's time for us to take responsibility so that we can consciously choose right action. We can knowingly make a change and we can positively affect the future. So we're going to take a quick break and give you an opportunity, if you would like, to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1. We're going to ask you this one question, and we want you to call in and Give us your answer, your honest answer. And then we're going to talk more about if you are a parent, are you traumatizing your child? We'll be back in just one moment. And we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back with your feedback. Let us know. As a child, were you spanked? Did your parents use physical punishment? Yes or no? And then we'll talk about how that really affected you. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, 
Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Wellbeing with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution.
to come into a meeting, it is usually critical and a situation that she needs to attend. So we are here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show platform, our YouTube and Facebook channel, and of course, you can reach us on Blog Talk at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution and listen in. Or if you'd like to listen in by phone, you can call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 so that you can join the conversation because we want today to be interactive. As we prepare to launch our Parenting with Peace class, we truly want to highlight those behaviors that need to change because it's those behaviors that are causing our children to manifest such extreme violence. They are traumatized. They are traumatized by a society that is cruel and insensitive. They are traumatized by repeated assaults, physical and sexual. And much of this is happening in our own homes. We hesitate to talk about it because most of us were raised with the idea that you don't tell the family business. So we've got many secrets in our homes. But the secret is out now because the behavior manifesting in our children is exposing what they're experiencing. And as much as we want to blame everybody, the television said, well, you bring those voices into your home. We want to blame the the rappers, you know, the, the, the performing artists who talk about gangs and drugs and violence. And we say, well, see, they're steering our children wrong. We want to blame the athletes because they're, displaying all this bling and and got this lifestyle, and we know our children want to emulate that, so we're blaming them. We're blaming everybody, but we're not looking at what we do in our own homes to our children that was done to us, that in real facts traumatized us as well, which is why our relationships didn't work. We fell in love, wanted to get married, wanted to have a family, But we were so damaged, we could not remain with the other party because they were damaged as well. So many scars to the ego and the self-esteem, we couldn't do little things like simply agree and compromise without feeling like someone had assaulted our dignity. We were so damaged. We couldn't do little things like agree on basic systems of functioning in the household without arguing. We had issues of trust and distrust because we'd been betrayed as children by the ones who raised us. And we have to see it in order to heal from it. So we want to talk about that this morning and ask the question, are you traumatizing your children? 
And if we're able to be honest about what we experienced, then we can begin the process of healing not only our own inner trauma, but changing the way we respond to our children so that they don't go out and create more damage. And many of them already are. Many of them have already had relationships that they could not form, had children by people that they could not cohabitate with peacefully, left a child somewhere feeling unloved. And we don't know what to do about it. So today we want to begin the healing process so that we can begin to correct the damage that we're all collectively creating. So I've asked a question and uh, asked you all to answer honestly. Were you spanked as a child? And we're going to take your calls because we want to examine that first myth, the spare the rod, spoil the child idea coming out of church teachings, that if you don't beat your child, then they're going to be unruly and disrespectful and unmanageable. Therefore, you should hit them if they do something you don't like, and that's good parenting. We've been raised, many of us, with that myth, and it has scarred us deeply. But we want to talk about that as we step into the process of healing. So let's go to our phone lines, and if you'd like a visual connection with me, you can go to our Facebook page, and uh, that is The Female Solution, or our YouTube channel, The Female Solution, and write in your comments, and we will share them with our listening and viewing audience. So first let me go to area code 815-666, Grand Rising. Thank you for joining us on The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. And give us your name and where you're calling from and answer this question. Were you spanked as a child? Good morning. This is uh, Prince Scoofy. Um, and, uh, yes, I was spanked once. And uh, I ran away after that. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, that, that yeah, I got says my, a lot. Got my, got my, Got my brown paper bag, put my, put my book crayon, books in there, my little doll I had, a little racing car. I got to the corner, like, get your butt back here. <laughs> so so how old were you when this happened? I was about seven. Seven? And I was fighting, okay. my, I was fighting my brother, you know, and I, I hit him back. And uh, I got punished because, you know, they didn't see him hit me, but they saw me hit him. So, so how, how how old was your brother? He's a year older. Okay, so you all around about the same age. So it wasn't like you were picking on a two year old or something. You you were actually. Nah, I, I was sociable. He was uh, in house. I was sociable. He was jealous that I was outgoing, and you know, that's what it is. But I wanted to I wanted to comment on why we uh, parents use spanking. It is a form. They don't want you to go outside and share what's going on inside. That's true. My mother used to say, 
you know what? Don't talk about don't talk about nothing going on. They will they will. My mother used to grab my ear if I talk too much outside. You know, they it was like a control mechanism to to whip you and to slap you. So when you go out in public, you would be docile and you would walk around just just traumatized, you know. Uh, and and because they don't want you to share what's really going on in the house, there's a lot. Well, I you, mean, huh? What well, do you I know, mean? of course, what that does that conditions you to be in an abusive relationship and to stay in it because that's what your parents made normal for you. We do something awful, but you're not to tell anybody. So that's that's the conditioning. But you know, when I grew up, you know, they they used to to say, a woman used to say, if a man don't hit you, he don't love you. There are women who believe that, and and they they will stay with someone who hits them. Again, our parents are conditioning us by the way they treat us to accept whatever happens in the house as normal. Because what do you know? You're a child. So whatever you experience, this must be normal. So... Getting hit it's, must be normal. It's a so physical, it's a physical traumatic culture that we have going. I look at teenagers now, young kids. The way that you know, you know how they have fun together. They choke each other. That's scary. They grab each other around the neck and they laugh, ah, and they just beat beating each other. I look, why y'all being so physical? This is how we play. Wow. <laughs> this is how we play. <laughs> I mean, this is serious. I see it every day. Why are you choking her like that? We're playing. So yeah, that, how do how do we dissolve that? I mean, it could be something in school where you know school have counseling, family counseling. You know that that was uh, a, a help when you had uh, parent teacher counseling. We've had things structured. This has been going on for years. This is why the, the school have counseling, because they know there's something going on in the house. And a child is coming to school traumatized or, you know, scared. And, and then they say, well, mommy did this to me. And then you got the DCFS coming in. You're right? Am I right? Absolutely. This has been going on for years. <laughs> so the, the problem not, you, is, though, huh? Uh, because DCFS, the supposed intention was to save children, like you say, from being abused, but because the system tends to take children and put them in homes that might even be more abusive, mm-hmm. it doesn't help. And I'm not saying that all foster families are abusive, but too many of them are, and so if a child is taken out of one abusive environment of their family and placed in another one where they're physically abused, sexually assaulted, then how is that helping the problem? So well, is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a main example. I was, an, I was in the abuse because I was an adopted child, and I went from one family, abuse family, to another abusive family where all of the women in that second family wanted to have sexual relationship with me. Well, that's that was my trauma. That, that, that was my that, trauma that I had to get healed. 
and I had to dis I had to I had to find it hard to disconnect from that family because all of the women want to have sex with me. Well, before we take a break, I'm going to ask you a question. Before we take a break, I'm going to ask you a question. How do you think that affected your feelings toward women, uh, having yourself exposed to being violated, your, your free will to not be touched, be violated by the people who were taking care of you? How did that affect your ability to trust women? What is your opinion on that? And actually, I used it as I became I became more friendly with women. You know, uh, you know, it took me a long time. I was virgin for a long time. I just didn't. I never crossed that line of physical. I've always looked at a woman in a uh, a cordial way because I didn't want to fester up any kind of uh, physical endowment. You know, you know what I mean. And that kind of, like, helped me, you know, and women were like, you must be gay. I'm like, no, I'm not gay. But I, I know if I fester with a physical situation, you know, I don't like all that. Uh, that's just how, the type of man I am. I don't like all that. Ooh, he look good. Ooh, I want to have your baby. Ooh, I, 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 don't like, I don't like none of that because I came from out, out of that. So it, it, it really affected me. Uh, made me a shy person around women. Um, kind of stand still away from women. And then when a woman couldn't get her way, she would accuse me. Oh, you you like this? You like that? I'm like, no. I just know if I open up myself to a woman, I know what can happen. So I'm not gonna open. I, I close myself off from women unless I see a genuine uh, commonality with her. If I have nothing in common with a woman, oh, you have no, you're not getting no conversation with me. I got to find out something we have in common. So it kind of worked out for the best, you know, in, in, in long range. Because if I, you know, men be trying to get something in common. Oh, we're in the same colors. Oh, uh, are your mom named Shirley too? No. Nah. And we don't, and we don't have something in common as far as a talent or a gift or uh, something like that. I am not talking to a female because you are actually pushing yourself into a situation. And I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna stop talking because this is really serious. There was a guy who had six children. I don't know if you heard about it with a lady, and he found out none of those children were his. And she had came his job, and she had. Uh, put him on child support. He'd been to jail. He killed her, beheaded her, and everybody in the comments saying she deserved that. So that's pretty we do horrifying. Have, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That that's happened a pretty last week. horrifying story. We and have we have a we have a, a gap. We have a gap between the male and the female. Okay, because of the outside forces. Have have titled what what we are. You know, man, you're you're the provider. You're the bacon holder. Now, a woman. Now the woman saying, "Well, I don't need him. Why? Because he, I make my own bacon, so I don't need." So a woman says she doesn't need a man now because she's making her own money. You see how you see how society is controlling how we think about each other. 
Absolutely. Just I don't need him. I got my own car. I got my own apartment. I don't need him for nothing. I'm like, uh-uh. But that's a, that's a, that I call it retardation. That's retarded. Just because you, you know? have a car, you have a house, you don't need a man. So this is an extension from the trauma we get in the house. Absolutely. Mama raised Absolutely. up. Mama raised up a woman to be strong. I mean, a man to be strong. She raised. She raised up the woman to be wise and and, and knowledgeable. So we we have we have work to do. And I mean, you 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 you're entering a, a world of uh, a world of hurt. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's why we're that here. A, we got to take a break, but we definitely want to thank you for sharing. You you broached quite a few topics we want to address after the break because a lot of people are damaged from sexual abuse, neglect, uh, emotional abuse, simple simply by the whether it's name calling or accusations, ridicule. Many people have experienced this, and they are carrying the damage from that. And it happened first in the homes where they were raised by parents. Can I give Can I give one more situation that I that I went through personally? I have twins, right? And right. my son, the mother, when the, when my son was maybe about six nine months, you know, under a year, she used to kiss him for a long time in the lips. And I go, don't kiss him like that. Well, this is my baby. No, I, my son was getting some sensation. She was battling for attention. He's giving you too much attention, so I'm going to I'm going to change that by kissing him. Okay. And how did that make you feel watching that? Did that make you feel uncomfortable watching oh, her yeah, do that? Because I knew what she was doing. I knew it was, I knew it was it was hurting him. Just because mm-hmm. he he's latched onto his dad, and she, you know. I'm jealous, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some sensation out of him by kissing for a long time, and now he's gonna be attracted to me. So yeah, I mean, it I'm telling like you, there was there was even I don't know rivalry for the children's affection going on in your personal relationship. That's she was wondering why my kids. She was wondering why my kids listen to me. My kids are four months old. I'm telling them to hold their head back so I can watch wash the milk from their neck and my daughter holds her head back. They start they just gravitate to me. And she goes, I care if these babies for, for for eight months. Why are they why are they you know they're connected to you? Mm. I said because I said because I said because they feel a genuine love from their daddy. You're being bossy and want to control them. And I'm not mm. Very interesting. So that, well, well, thank oh, you yeah. for sharing that one. We'll, we'll, we'll address what that indicates as well. Thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate your contribution. We've got to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about how those childhood experiences affect your personal relationship. And when there has been trauma, how it gets expressed in your personal relationship and affects how you demonstrate adult behavior to your children and how it affects them. We've asked the question today, are you traumatizing your children? So 
We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. And if you're on our switchboard now, please press 1. We want to hear from you. We've asked the question, were you spanked as a child? It's a deep question, and often we think it's normal to be hit because everyone was experiencing the same thing. Everyone has been traumatized, and that's why we're seeing our children act out so extreme. We'll talk about it more when we come back, and what are some ways we can begin the healing process. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak.
and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and I'm sitting in for our Thursday morning host, Dr. Debbie Green, who, of course, was called away for an important meeting to do what she does, save lives. There are so many of us who are in need of therapy, but we don't know it because we think our behavior is normal because the people who raised us were considered normal. And they did something very abnormal, but common. They beat their child. What makes a parent choose to use corporal punishment? Well, let me explain. When you use physical force, It's to create fear and make someone do something that you want them to do. It's very simple, right? Uh, You go to school, the bully uh, beats you up, makes you give them your lunch money. You know, that was a common thing, of course. Uh, Or (laughs) these days the bully uh, takes out a gun and makes you give up your expensive jacket. Uh, Or the bully gets a gang of people and beat you up, uh, rob you of your cell phone or something else valuable. Bullying behavior is perpetrated by those who feel powerless and they desire to feel power by inflicting their strength on someone who is weaker. It's a problem of an ego that has been damaged. When your sense of self is damaged, then you seek to repair it. So one who has a damaged ego in which they have been made to feel worthless, powerless, without value, disrespected, then they seek to inflict fear on someone else in order to control them and thereby regain their own sense of power. Now, we understand that a bully who does this has a problem. But when the parents who raise us do it, we learn to see it as normal because that's what older people do. But I ask this question, why would an older person need to prove their power to a child? This is a child. They do not have the capacity to define you or your worth. They are a child. They are simply acting out of their desire to understand the world they have been born into. They seek to explore. They are curious. Sometimes they're afraid. Sometimes they're angry. But they do not have the capacity to define you as lacking worth. So even if you tell them to do something and they say no, they're exercising their free will that they understand that they have to express their displeasure using the word 
the sound that you taught them. But you, if your ego has been damaged, will see that as an act of defiance, meaning they don't respect your authority, meaning that they've somehow rekindled that feeling that someone else planted in you, generally your parents, that you are of no value and not worthy of respect. So what do you do? You hit the child. You make the child behave, not because that child intended any harm to you, but because your ego was so damaged that you responded to a child simply expressing their feelings with violence, with abuse, with bullying, because your ego was damaged somewhere in your life. Because the parents who raised you did not know how to guide you and teach you without physically assaulting you because their egos had been damaged by mistreatment, likely from their parents. So this idea of spare the rod, spoil the child, it was written in a book. It was written in a book. And people say, well, the Bible is the word of God. Well, you know, God has the power to tell you exactly what God wants you to understand directly. And if you were not told by the divine mind to slap, hit, whip, punch, beat your child, then why are you doing it based on hearsay? Because if you didn't hear God say it to you, then you didn't hear God say it. So why are you assaulting someone based on that? We all have the power to get direct divine direction. So ask yourself, why are you choosing to inflict pain on a child? Well, how do I make them behave? We'll talk about that. Let's take some calls. Glad I sparked some thought. We've got callers on the line. I'm going to take you in this order, area code 312-632 and 773-732. Nine seven seven, And if you're watching us on our Facebook or YouTube channel, we welcome your comments. We ask the question, were you spanked as a child? And, of course, the topic today is, are you traumatizing your children? Let's go to 312 uh, Yes, Admiral Nelson Bay here. Yes, sir. Yes. We're so glad you called in. You know, I was not able to make it to the screening, but uh, yeah. I know that that screening was uh, very significant in that uh, it addressed a lot of these topics of our children are expressing. Uh, but yeah. first, let me ask you, were you spanked as a child? Yes, I was, and my father who spanked me was wrong in spanking me. I got spanked by my mother once, and uh, I, 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 I think that she was incorrect as well. Uh, speaking anecdotally, I don't believe in corporal punishment at all. My attitude is inspired by how 
the grandparents of my sister of faith, uh, Arya Hadem Chernyevsky, whose grandfather is uh, Zifula Hadem, who is formerly a uh, hand of the cause of God, the itinerant hand of the cause of God for North America. He has the wallet of Shoghi Effendi as a sacred relic. And he um, raised his children without ever spanking them. And that is the standard. That is the standard. And that is the standard that I shall use with my own children when I uh, sire my own children. You know, I turned uh, 62 next week. And uh, when I was born, my father had just turned 66. Wow. And John Tyler, a former uh, president of the United States, I think he was the 10th president of the United States, if you have typical new, William Henry Harrison and Tyler, too. He um, sired um, a whole bunch of children with two different women. And uh, he had about, he sired about, seven or eight children with his second wife who was 30 years his junior. And oh, yes. right. some of those Your children... doesn't uh, stop at the same time that ours does as women. So, yeah, you got you still got some time. Absolutely. Yes, you do. <laughs> I still so have the testicular question. virility to do what I need to do. Yes, sir. Well, well, let me ask you this question. Uh, because your father, you know, he was obviously an older father. So how old were you when he decided to hit you and you were growing up as a child? How old were you? Um, I was about uh, maybe four or five years old when I was spanked by my father, Andrew okay. uh, Douglas Duncan Nelson, and he was what about, occasioned he was it. About seventy then. He would have been nearing seventy right. at that. And a yeah, he, 70, he was seventy or seventy-one. So a 70-year-old man had a need to hit a four-year-old child. But it was because the room wasn't cleaned up, and the room wasn't cleaned up because my brother uh, and I didn't have our own separate rooms. And so uh, my brother um, would bring all this junk into the room, and I would do my best to try to clean up the room. My brother, uh, John Duncan Nelson, who is 19 months my senior, and um, so I think children, when they are ready to be taught, which is when they are able to put on their own clothes, which is, for me, the age of four, should be afforded their own room. Yes. Or or not simply taught how to share. So now the 70-year-old man who beat a four-year-old child for not cleaning up a room didn't have the knowledge or skills of how to simply say, let me show you how to pick up the things in your room and then go over it with you because that's how you teach, you know, showing you the process of taking disorder and creating order. You put the toys over here. You straighten out the sheets on the bed like this. Okay, now let's see you do it. That's how you teach a child. You show them. Then you let them try it, and if they get it wrong, then you let them try it again. You demonstrate it again. You let them try it again. That's the process of teaching. So if a child has not cleaned their room, simply show them how, go over it with them, and then let them do it. 
and then praise them. Oh, you put the toys in the box. Great job. For a four-year-old, that's how you treat a four-year-old. So the 70-year-old man who raised you was not aware of that as a means of teaching because he was probably raised with a generation of parents just coming out of slavery or raised by parents coming out of slavery. That's that era. And all they knew was beating because that's what they received. And it's very damaging to the ego and the sense of empowerment. So when someone beats you, you feel powerless. So he's been carrying those feelings of powerless all those 70 years. And now this four-year-old boy didn't clean his room. So how does this man who's deeply damaged ego, how does he feel power over this four-year-old? My, my response is, I, I, I love and adore my father, Andrew D. Nelson, forever. When my yes. father died eight years later, that was the saddest day of my life. Oh, absolutely. We love our parents. Until, we of love course, after parents. my mother died. Hurtful, but we still love them. That, that's the God in us. God is, is unconditional love. So we have that capacity to love unconditionally, even when parents... It's like our children love us unconditionally, even though we are doing things that hurt them, because we don't know any better. So when you made the decision that you're not going to raise your children in the way you were raised, hitting them, uh, the example that you saw in a spiritual leader not hitting their children, what made you decide that you would rather emulate that child-rearing method as opposed to what you experienced growing up? Have you seen... My, uh, what, what my spiritual mentor, Robert C. Henderson, Dr. Robert C. Henderson, uh, said uh, words to the effect, uh, don't have children unless until you can't live without them. Mm. And I have yet to sire any children. I'm a 62-year-old technical virgin. <laughs> That's by choice. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you, you, don't, so, you didn't create children that you did not intend to have, so that was wise. <laughs> don't plant seeds if you don't intend to tend the crop. <laughs> Real simple. Indeed. So, uh, well, I think that was a very wise choice that you made, and I think you'll make an excellent father because you're looking forward to it, and you've gained the wisdom on how to father a child based on having experienced uh, a painful example but then also having observed a good example. So you're very blessed that you will be able to bring forth children that feel loved and wanted and will come into the world and give good things. So we thank you so much for sharing your story. We're going to take another break, and we're going to come back and take another caller. Thank you so much, Andrew Nelson Bay. We appreciate you, Admiral Nelson Bay. (laughs) We appreciate you so very much for joining our discussion. And uh, we've got a comment on our Facebook page, Grand Rising, to our Tuesday Morning host, Jody Susan Calhoun, and she says, answer, we are traumatizing children. Yes, we are. In our ignorance, 
We don't know any better. And we're not here to condemn today, people. We are here to teach. We love our parents. We we love them dearly. We're here to understand that they made errors based on lack of knowledge, lack of information, lack of skills, and lack of healing of their own emotional trauma. So we want to end the trauma with this generation and change the way we're raising our children by changing the way we respond to them when they do something that we don't like. They're not disrespecting us. They're not showing that we aren't valuable or worthy of respect. They're not insulting us. They're not defying us. They are children. And when we respond with the need to hit, it is because of our own damaged ego and our sense of helplessness and powerlessness. And so we take that bullying behavior that comes from feeling powerless and we inflict pain on someone weaker than us so that we can feel powerful again. That's what spanking really is. But I'm sure there are those who disagree, and we welcome your thoughts. Give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will gladly open your mic so you can share your thoughts. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? 
When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Nobody knew what happened to the eggs, so we all had to line up to get a whooping. 
So while we were all lining up, Emily was first. <laughs> and while we were lined up, Ronald came out of the closet, uh, seven years old. He says, here they are. Wait, here they are. I was, I was waiting for them to turn into chickens. <laughs> so we didn't get a whooping, but he was waiting for the eggs to turn into chickens, he said. So he was only seven or eight years old, but we were lined up waiting for that whooping. You know, and, and our people came from slaves, you know. And they came from slaves where, you know, daddy said they come, you couldn't even look at a white man and say, you better hold your head down, you pass our white man, he said. And so they have been uh, uh, really so tortured as people, but I wonder if anybody, anybody ever heard about the uh, a delivery chair that the slaves were forced to have their babies while sitting in this delivery chair made purposely, and sometimes uh, they would hold the person's arms, the midwife, I guess, would hold their arms up, but I saw a picture of it, and, and to know that a mother goes through so much to birth a child in the world, and to marry a man or lay down with a man who didn't care about nothing but busting a nut, and, and, and once that nut came here, he didn't care about that nut having shoes, clothes, uh, uh, a place to sleep, food. They didn't care. They took off and did what they wanted to do. And most of them are doing that. They're uh, making babies. And uh, another term you used earlier, Naomi, that's what it was exactly. I forgot to write that down, what you said. But you, terminology, you gave the terminology just like it is. And so if you don't marry, you go into a situation with a person and you're not married to them, and here comes children. Well, if you knew you didn't want that woman in the first place, why did you lay down with it? And if you didn't want to take care of the children, why did you let that sperm go into her vagina? You know, she thought you wanted her, and she thought you were going to marry her, and she thought you were going to be with her the rest of her life. That's why she gave it up, I believe. But I knew one thing. We weren't allowed to give it up. I was married, what, four or five nights before I ever knew about giving it up. <laughs> so that's all I said. We we definitely, anybody knows about that chair. That chair, the mother goes through that torture and have a baby in that chair like that, and you couldn't move or whatever, but the chair was made for the slaves to have their babies. So every mother has gone through a torture situation delivering a child. It's a blessing to have a child. And a lot of people cannot have a baby if you pour them. Thank you Absolutely. for this time. This is Lois in Chicago. Thank you. Thank you, Lois in Chicago. We always appreciate your contributions. You know, there there are a couple of things that Lois shared with us that, uh, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I have one more. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, just about a couple of nights ago, my 46-year-old daughter, she has a, a tendency to always get out of the bag with me and say something or do something. She's not going to hit me or anything. But I told her the other night, I wish I could uh, just hold your little tail down and put you on the chair the way my mother used to do it and hit you on your butt about 50 times. <laughs> That's all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you realize you can't do that because she's as big as you are now. <laughs> I said I wish I could. I said I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of parents, they, they may wish that, but they realize they cannot once their child has grown up. You know, that's an interesting thing, though, because for those who believe that this is how you correct a child, and maybe you've got this this 
three-year-old and, and they're throwing a tantrum and, and you know, they're irritating you, so you start slapping them and, and, and maybe they quiet down out of the fear of getting hit again. And then this three-year-old is now 13 and you might still slap them uh, because maybe they cursed at you or something and you're going to make sure they don't disrespect you so you beat them some more. And then that 13-year-old decides, I don't have to take this, and then they run away from home. And then what happens after that? Because they decide, look, I don't have to take this abuse. I'm grown. Well, of course, they're not. They're just 13. And so maybe they spend some time out in the street, and they go through some hard knocks and some bad experiences, you know, uh, maybe going without food for a while, maybe even assaulted. And so they come on back home, and so you feel like, okay, you learned your lesson. But they're still angry and they're still sullen and they're still not obeying you. And they may even have other tendencies that you don't like. Maybe they've gotten into drugs or alcohol and they're just teenagers. And you hesitate to hit them because you don't want them to run away again. And they may even act as if you hit them, they might hit you back. So what do you do when you're at this stalemate, when you can't use the methods of control you used to because they're not this little child, and yet they're not a grown adult with wisdom, and they're still in your care? And they are disrespectful. They are unmindful. Well, this is the state that a lot of parents find themselves in, and maybe they might even decide, I am going to hold you down and whip you, and they do. And then the child says something to a teacher. They violate that don't tell rule. And then next thing you know, you've got DCFS, the Department of Children and Family Services at your door, taking away your 13-year-old and placing them in foster care. That's the story with a whole lot of children right now. How did it get to that point? Well, maybe if we had not hit that 13-year-old and planted that seed of rage in them, that sense of powerless and not being able to hit back, maybe if we had guided them lovingly and helped them in whatever activity that we wanted them to have, then they would not have become that defiant 13-year-old that we can't control and we still wanted to try to control with physical punishment, but now it's clear that that's really assault. And the authorities then come and remove your child from your home and take away your parental authority. That's the case with a whole lot of families right now. And a lot of these children that are out being destructive are the children who were once that helpless three-year-old that was beaten by parents who used bullying behavior to control them because they didn't know how to use love. We made this mess. Are you traumatizing your child? So Lois mentioned a couple of things that are common in families. You know, something happens, parents, first of all, accuse somebody, okay, what happened? Well, okay, everybody gets a beating. <laughs> Very common thing. 
And then, of course, <laughs> they found out the little seven-year-old, you know, innocently, because he heard that chickens come from eggs. You know, if they keep them warm in a dark place, they'll, you know, eggs will hatch. So now this was a science experiment. He should be applauded. Oh, that's wonderful. Now let me explain why they're not going to become eggs. Because they were taken away from the mother and not kept warm. So then they can't develop into an egg. In order for an egg to be incubated, it has to stay warm. And these eggs were taken away and, and put into a refrigerator. So the chicken's not going to ever develop. So that's why we can eat it, because it's not going to become a chicken. But that was smart of you, though, to think of that. Now, see, parents could have could have responded so differently. And it would have been helpful if they had not threatened to beat the children simply because they didn't know the eggs were there, because beating them assumed guilt of something, which assumes intention to do wrong. We beat our children because we project upon them the intention to do wrong that they didn't have in their hearts. But we put it in their hearts. We accuse them of that which they did not do. And then we assault them. And then we call it discipline, but it isn't. It's assault. That's why at 13, if you try to do it, the authorities take your child away. Because it's assault. And it was assault when they were three, but no one spoke up for them. And so they carried that rage. Well, let's take another caller. Area code 847-738, Grand Rising. Thank you for joining us. Give us your name where you're calling from. And answer the question, were you spanked as a child? Well, hello, Naima. It's Jody, Reverend Jody. How are hey, you? Jody. How are you? Good, good, good. So, you know, that this whole conversation was making me so sad because, oh, we were spanked as children. Uh, Tuesday was strap day. They all had to Oh, yeah, I see that Tuesday was strap day. Oh, my gosh. So that was that the regular day? Okay, whatever you did wrong during the week, this is the day you get beat for it? Is that how, that, how did they do that? Yes. Yes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, well, my gosh. I mean, gosh. So, you know, no surprise that my oldest brother used to beat up on everybody because what was he taught? Wow. You know, the, the eldest child. And um, and he used to beat up on other people, not just family members, but people outside the family. Um, but it wasn't who his true self was. I mean, he eventually became a, a chiropractor, a healer, right? Um, but, you know... Like, really, what are we teaching people? It's not, not what, I mean, and, and when he had his child who abandoned him in his time of need, he, um, he did not treat his child that way. He did the polar opposite of what my mom and dad did. And yet that child still abandoned him. Mm. Isn't that thing? So he didn't hit, but what what was he doing verbally in terms of things he was saying? No, no, actually with his child, I mean, so my brother hit me and was verbally abusive to me, but when he had a, a child, uh, his her name is Brittany, um, mm-hmm. he actually, uh, as, a, as a baby even, spoke to her like an adult, meaning... Um, he treated her as an equal, um, and 
he 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 was really respectful and did really just the opposite of what every whatever he experienced as a kid. Wow. So that meant somewhere in his heart he did learn that that was hurtful and he chose not to repeat it. But oh, he'd already yeah. damaged you and everything because he, he was bullying you. Yeah. Yeah, he used to strangle me. He, he strangled me and threw me across the room. Um, and uh, I had his imprint, his, the imprint of his hand on my neck. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so... You know, I just want to say for people that are still doing this, still um, hitting their children, you're teaching your child that it's okay to hate. And you're teaching your child that this aggressive behavior is appropriate when there's nothing appropriate about it. And you're teaching if you have more than one child, now the eldest child is going to mimic you yes. and do more. And so, and it wasn't until my brother was probably, I don't know, like maybe, so I was, we were 10 years apart. So he was like 30. And at that time, he went to, um, in Chicago, landmark education. Uh, which is personal leadership and development. Oh, yeah. And shifted, yeah. yeah, and he shifted everything. He shifted his mindset and um, really, and then taught others. Because, right, when you learn, then you have to teach. Yeah. I think it's our responsibility. And um, so, you know, people are changing. They are, you know, uh, raising their consciousness around this. Um, and, you know, I will tell you, um, I never hit anybody until I got into a relationship. And then all my demons and traumas from childhood came out because it was time for it to heal. That is what so happened. I wanted to, yeah, so I wanted to say to people who are listening, if this, if this, any of that relates to you or all of a sudden you're doing things that you've never done, it means there's a trauma in your body, meaning you were hit and abused, and it's time for you to give it to God and release it um, because it's, it's in your subconscious mind, it, it was taking up and running your show. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to add to that, Naima? Like, you oh, know, well, I think, how that well, you know, mind works? Yes, I, I really thank you so much for uh, calling in because, as you say, you know, the trauma is still in you, and it will manifest in your relationships. And I've shared this with our, our, our audience before. You know, my husband, I loved him dearly, was six foot four. But when we got into arguments, I was the one with the explosive temper that became violent. You know, and I mean, yeah. years later when we both, you know, matured and, you know, he'd kind of joke about it and say, I still got the scars from where you, you know, grabbed me with your nails and, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, he would laugh about it, but at the time it was happening and earlier in our marriage, it was not funny because I was a wreck, but I had this rage in me from having been hit as a child. And it does surface in your personal relationships. And my, my sisters, you know, we, we've talked because all of us have realized that that 
part of us that we now maybe have learned to release and heal, it did surface in our relationships with our husbands. So if you experienced parents making you feel powerless and helpless because you had to endure assault, which is what a spanking is, the rage inside of you stays bottled up and it does come out in your personal relationship as an adult. And it's important to know yeah, that so, it's there so you can heal. So, yeah, I want to add to this, because so, this is as of last night. May I? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, so my um, my so okay, so let me just back up and say that we are taught that um, love can be taken away, right? Mm. Do you agree with that? Yes. So we're always fearful okay. that we're going to lose love. Yes. Right. So at the very beginning of my relationship with my husband. Um, he, you know, he was married at the time, but he was being abused by his wife. And, um, anyways, he, he and I knew we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together when we met. And he came to me, we had dinner, and then he said, you know, I'm going back to, and, you know, fill in the blank of his wife's name. I don't want to mention it on the air. And so I was horrified, you know, because love was taken away. And that's what I learned as a four-year-old, too, that love could be taken away. And so I was breathing into that and living into that in this relationship with my husband. and It was destroying our relationship. And he didn't understand why. He goes, but I chose you. He goes, why are you still upset? Well, you know, I'm not necessarily, I'm traumatized by it, right? I was traumatized. And so what we did last night is we healed it. So, and that was the first time instead of talking about it, we just healed it. And so what happened is we, we, um, we spoke a little bit, but we brought in Jesus. And, as, and you could see, you could feel the energy lift out of Andrew and lift out of me. And all of a sudden, all that of self-worth was gone relative to this relationship. It was just gone because I felt worthless in his eyes. Uh, Even though he would say all these good things, I felt worthless. And so people, I, I share this story, which is raw and new, like yesterday. Yeah. So that you can hear that what you say and do is an imprint on people, and it sticks. Yes. It sticks. And so you have to, I mean, and, and I say, I mean, I do it too, so I'm not sitting here, like, condemning anybody. I'm just bringing awareness. Like, I've done this. I do this. It has to stop for all of us. So, Absolutely. Um, and interestingly enough, um, my my friend, Dr. Tracy Cantarudi, who uh, teaches leadership, she forwarded to me this morning an email about blame. And she says, and, you know, so, like, you know, what we do is we blame people for things all the time. And I'm not going to read the whole email because it's, like, 
I don't know, nine pages long. But you want to look at what this blame is doing that the parents are doing to the kids, and then the kids do it to their siblings, and then they go out and do it to others in the world. They're saying it's seductive, and the key payoffs are that you feel um, ethically superior to the other party. You avoid responsibility. You release yeah. short anger. Yeah. Short anger, and you get the illusion of control. And so there's, I mean, like I said, it's nine pages. I'm not sharing much more. But but it does include daily anger bursts, like these outbursts, and keeping your heart closed. And mm. so these are all low vibration. Um, um, you know, these are all low vibration feelings and activities. And so we are in the Lion's Gate. The Lion's Gate closes on Saturday the 12th. And ah. so you have opportunity because the Lion's Gate is about manifestation, and you have the opportunity to release this anger and release these thought forms and behaviors and step into a whole new you. Mm. So that's, but sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you can, you know, uh, you know, walk with all the lions. That's powerful. Yes. So many of us are, are at that transitional point, and we need to have a renewal of mind, heart, and spirit during this very powerful energetic time. We need to choose to manifest a peaceful, loving, compassionate spirit, which sometimes means facing that trauma that we have suppressed and realizing that whoever harmed us, they did it out of their ignorance and their trauma. Yeah, and what they were taught. Yeah. What they were taught, what they were taught. Well, and then the other thing is is that we have until September 3rd, um, where the Lion's Gate closes August 12th, but Venus, Mm -hmm. the planet Venus, is in retrograde, and it goes direct September 3rd. Venus rules your heart, right? Ah. It rules love. Heal your heart. People. Time to heal your heart. Heal your yes. heart. Time to heal the heart. And I think when people are not able to address the pain inside because they feel like either they uh, don't want to admit things happened or they feel guilty for being angry at their parents or siblings who may have harmed them, feel what you're feeling. Feel feel the anger. Feel what you felt as a child, and then you can understand where it came from. Also look at where they may have learned it. And most of us, you know, if we weren't hurt by our parents, we were hurt by an older sibling who might have been even hurt worse by the parents, because usually – the oldest child gets the worst treatment. You know, you're 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 like the starter child, the experimental child, the child they did everything to because they didn't know any better. So you got the worst treatment usually as the eldest. So then the eldest ends up being the one that bullies the younger ones because that's what they experienced from the parents. So have compassion on that older sibling that caused you pain because they probably received more pain from your parents than you did. Have compassion yeah. on the parents who were raised by parents who had that old-time thinking 
and they thought, oh, where we're doing God's will, spare the rod, spoil the child, or wherever they got their teaching from making them think that you must make your children behave. You know, if you're not, a, if, if they, if they, defy you or say no to you or don't do what you told them to do, then you're not a good parent and you're and they're showing you they don't respect you, so you have to beat the respect into them. They believe that. Their parents believe it. And the parents who raised them believe it. So we have all of these generations of ignorance. And now, as they say, when you know better, you do better. Now that we know that hitting at any age is still assault. So what would get you in jail when the child is 24 is also an offense at four. You shouldn't be hitting. You have to learn the skills of guiding the child, and you can only do that when your damaged ego isn't interfering and you're not seeing that four-year-old as disrespecting you because they didn't clean their room. Right. Because you heal. Absolutely. Well, we got to take one last break, and we got another call coming. I mean, thanks so much, Jody, for sharing your story. We appreciate you so very much, and and that's why I, I you know, tell my story as well because all of us have gone through a process in order to get where we are, but we had to go through it and and acknowledge it. And as she said, you know, once you learn, then you have to teach. So. Uh, 312-882, we're going to come to you when we come back from this quick break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we've asked the question, are you traumatizing your children? Well, of course, first question you got to ask yourself, uh, were you traumatized? So we want you to answer the question, were you spanked as a child? That's where it begins. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, co-workers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? 
Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. understand that 
because it wasn't demonstrated to them. And what they experienced was trauma from those who raised them. And so they demonstrated what was done to them by doing the same thing to their children. Just as you'll find a child who bullies is usually a child who's bullied at home. When you feel powerless, you feel that you can regain your sense of having power by forcing power over someone weaker than you. That's what a bully does. So before we take this next call at 312882, I want to throw this thought out here as well. Because this is the abused become the abuser. And so it just gets passed down from generation to generation, and it gets passed from people to people. One group of people that was abused by another group of people will then turn around and abuse another group of people. Just like a sibling in a household, after having been abused by parents, will then turn around and abuse the younger siblings. So the cycle of abuse has to stop, but we have to understand where it came from and acknowledge what was done and forgive it because it came out of ignorance. In this country, we know that we experienced the horrors of slavery. But the horrors perpetrated by one group of people were perpetrated by a group of people who themselves had been abused. The people coming out of Europe were coming out of a system where you could be publicly flogged for not paying your taxes. You could be beaten for, well, there was times in the Middle Ages of, of adultery, having sex outside of marriage. You could be publicly humiliated, scorned, jailed, publicly whipped. So many of those who were let out of the jails and sent away to America were those who were traumatized by abuse. And this made up a large portion of those who founded this nation or whose children, their descendants founded this nation. And you think abuse wasn't happening in their homes? So now, having an opportunity to purchase prisoners of war from another nation, the various nations of Africa, in the process of warfare, selling off prisoners of war. Those prisoners of war became subjects of abuse by those who were raised, by those who'd been abused. And so abuser meets one that is put in a position of powerlessness, and therefore they inflicted the abuse, the same abuse, abuse that they received. Because even in those wealthy homes, aristocratic homes, they believe in whipping children. So now whipping children came from whipping strangers. And so therefore you can inflict all of that trauma, all of that sense of powerlessness on a group of people that you've taken away from their homes. They don't have any place to run to. 
or run away from you. And so what they do is experience all the cruelty, all the sadistic behavior that comes from one who themselves has been raised with abuse. If we see it in the context of what it is, hurt people hurting people, then we can even forgive that because we understand it and we can choose to let it end with this generation, all of it. We have the power to do that because we now understand. So let me go to our phone lines and go to area code 312882. Thank you so much for your patience. Give us your name where you're calling from. And First, answer this question, were you spanked as a child? Shalom. As-salamu alaykum, beloved. Uh, yes, I was spanked as a child. However, uh, my uh, beloved brothers and sisters got all the most of the whooping. I just got a little bit every now and then. This is your brother, Plump, Robert Floyd Plump yes. from Chicago.
because it takes a village to raise one child, and no one can raise a kid, as Mama D. Love always say. You see, we got to stop bringing the children too. Let me ask you a question, uh, Minister Plum, because you mentioned atonement, yeah. and I know you went to the uh, the Million Man March where they, you know, did a whole thing about atoning, and there's so much anger between men and women because of, you know, we, we've had the generations of absent fathers and angry children you know, raised without their fathers and overwhelmed mothers trying to work and provide and nurture and can't do it all and then the children act out and then the mothers get blamed so we got all of that emotional trauma going on in our families when you went to the million man march did you get a sense that the men uh, understood the pain that they had caused and had a real commitment to change some things in order to change the dynamics that are happening in our community uh, yes, I did, and I still do. Uh, you know, uh, we have, uh, uh, for an example, uh, experience became our best teacher or my best teacher. You know, we have T-shirts that we promote, Black Love Matters too, which is very important for uh, not just the me and man march, but uh, we took on uh, what we call uh, – we hold ourselves accountable for the conditions of our community, and we've been requesting that the community support our efforts as we exercise or create change. You know, change is the one thing that is certain in life that we must uh, do, even a simple thing from changing from birth to uh, death. So from 2 to 4, we'll be meeting every Thursday for leadership meeting, atonement meeting, and continuing the teachings of, uh, you know, the Million Man March uh, live in the community, doing unity in the community, promoting plump, peace, love, unity, marketing people. And, Let me uh, ask you this, yes, Mr. Sure. Let me ask you this, uh, because you all are, are meeting regularly and, you know, hopefully people are – you know, absorbing some things, and yet, you know, since the time of that march, things have gotten worse in a lot of places, and we're we're all trying to figure out, okay, what happened? There was this great explosion of 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 inspiration, you know, after we listened to the speeches and all of that, everybody went back home with the resolve, okay, we're going to get our families back together. And we're going to create businesses, and we're going to well, employ our well, people. Well, you are right. Something you happened, really and right. all of a sudden everybody went crazy. You, In your opinion, yeah. what do you think, where did things fall apart? What do you think was the reason why things fell apart? What what didn't happen? In your in your observation. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, in my observation, I think the uh, uh, you know first of all that the community have to take that pledge again, especially the Million Man March, in order to rebuild the community and keeping it real because, uh, you know, what what uh, I would say happened was uh, they pledged to be uh, responsible and, and to be committed to God 
you know, whether you was a Hebrew or a Christian or a Muslim, uh, you know, but to be a community activist, you have to be a PMA. We went by the uh, Inglewood yesterday, you know, from 5 to uh, 8, and uh, knowing uh, to be, uh, you know, uh, a part of the solution. This is what we have to uh, rebuild and, and be com- recommitted to. And the greatest is still love, love for God, and God is love, and we must uh, 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 do whatever we got to do and be present in at the Lake Grove Village at 3515 South Cottage Grove, Every Thursday, we're there from 2 to 4, and then we're there every Sunday from 2.30 to 4.30. And for more information, brothers and sisters can get in touch with Minister Plump, and you have to call me in order to get into the building. Either I would get uh, come to the door or our security at 312-882-5938. Okay, all right, you win. We appreciate all that you do, continue to do your work, and definitely we've got to recommit. But now one thing Minister Plump uh, mentioned about that process, people want to come back and express the pledges of of taking care of their children and their families and all of that. But you can't do it until you heal what's inside of you. And if we're still doing the same things the same way and expecting different results, what do they call that? Insanity. We have to learn better skills. We're damaged. We're in pain. We're hurt. Our egos have been damaged. We've been living in an environment that makes us feel like nothing. We have to know that we are the individuated expression of God. So we are beautiful, wonderful, divine, powerful beings. We don't need to beat up on a four-year-old to prove that to ourselves. We don't need to slap our spouse, male or female prove that to ourselves. We have to know that within ourselves. When you know who you are as an expression of God, you don't have to hurt anybody to feel powerful or to make them do what you want them to do. You can lovingly explain, lovingly demonstrate, lovingly correct a mistake without causing physical or emotional harm, but you can only do that when the pain is gone inside of you. So we went back to our families, Minister Plump, but we went back still damaged, still in pain, still wounded, and still inflicting that pain on our spouses and children. And our children are expressing to us how deeply we hurt them, And that's why they're acting out. That's why they're rebelling. That's why they're out of control because they're out of self-control. They're in pain. And we did it.
because it was done to us. So we thank you all for joining us, all of you who shared your stories. We have to begin the healing process, and the first step is to know that God is not like our dysfunctional parents, pitting one child against another or causing pain or cursing people, the God, the energy, the source of life, the source of creation of this universe is only love, only love. And when we know that, then we can embody that and we can express that in the way we treat others. So let's reclaim our divinity and let us learn how to shine our own divine light and give love and forgive those who hurt us because they know not what they do. I'm Naima Latif. You've been listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Join us tomorrow for Health and Wellbeing with Viata right here on the Female Solution. And until that time, continue to shine your light. Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.